This is Sunday Morning Worship Service, October the 3rd, 2021, here at the Pine Lowe Pentecostal Unionist Church. Today's message is brought to you by Reverend Jerry Barbie, the senior pastor here at the Pine Lowe Pentecostal Unionist Church, and the name of the title is My People Called by My Name. We'll start off with the praise team singing Almost Home. I can't wait, my brother. We're almost home. Oh, I can't wait, my sister. We're almost home. This home that I'm awaiting, well, it's worth my anticipating. And I can't wait to see him face to face. Thank him for his saving grace. I know, I know we're almost home. I'm going through a city where there is no No sickness, no suffering There is no more strife Built by the mighty carpenter From the city of Galilee I have a feeling That my mansion will overlook the crystal sea Well, as soon as I get there Gonna find my family Then I'll talk a while With the one who gave his life for you and me Jasper walls and gates and pearls are the things that are in store. I wake up in that promised land to live and die no more. I can't wait, my brother. We're almost home. Oh, I can't wait, my sister. We're almost home. This home that I'm awaiting, well, it's worth my anticipating. And I can't wait to see him face to face. Thank him for his saving grace. I know, I know we're almost home. Won't you listen to that heavenly choir singing the song for the redeemed? The crowd's getting so excited. It will be more than a dream. Well, you might find me running up and down the streets of gold In my brand new body, hold a hat that's not been told I can't wait, my brother, we're almost home Oh, I can't wait, my sister, we're almost home This home that I'm awaiting, well, it's worth my anticipating And I can't wait Face to face, thanking for his saving grace. I know, I know we're almost home. I can't wait, my brother. We're almost home. Oh, I can't wait, my sister. We're almost home. This home that I'm awaiting, well, it's worth my anticipating, and I can't wait to see him face to face. Thank him for his saving grace I'll be in my new robe of white I know everything will be just right I'm gonna shout, I'm gonna sing I'm gonna praise the King of Kings I'm gonna shout, shout, shout Sing, sing, sing Praise the King of Kings I know, I know we're almost home Almost home Oh, I can't wait, my sister. We're 
Well, it's worth my anticipating And I can't wait to see him face to face Thank him for his saving grace I know, I know we're almost home I can't wait, my brother We're almost home Oh, I can't wait, my sister We're almost home This home that I'm awaiting Well, it's worth my anticipating And I can't wait to see him face to face Thank him for his saving grace I'll be in my new robe of white I know everything will be just right I'm gonna shout, I'm gonna sing I'm gonna praise the King of Kings I'm gonna shout, shout, shout Sing, sing, sing Praise the King of Kings I know, I know we're almost home Almost home Amen You ready to go to that rock? I go to the rock. When the bills are raging all around my soul, when the storms of confusion round me roll, round me roll. There's a place that I go to and sweet comfort I receive. I go to the rocks of ages for my every need. I go to the blessed rock of ages. I go to the rock. I go to the rock of ages for my every need. When I'm discouraged, when I am sad. I go to the rock, he makes me glad. I go to the rock of ages for my every need. He's the rock that I hide in, my shelter in the night. He's the rock that I stand on for the right, for the right. In this rock there is honey where my hungry soul can feed. I go to the rock of ages for my every need. I go to the blessed rock of ages. I go to the rock of ages for my every need. When I'm discouraged, when I am sad, I go to the rock, he makes me glad. I go to the rock of ages for my every need. I go to the rock of ages. I go to the rock of ages for my every need. When I'm discouraged, when I am sad, I go to the rock, he makes me Rock. I go to the rock. I go to the rock. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many is going to the rock? You might be seated if you so desire. That's exactly what we're going to do today. We're going to the rock, the rock of our salvation. How many know Jesus is that rock? Amen. You're in children's church. I believe they're getting ready to go into the bank. So if you're in children's church, you need to head that way with them. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good. He's great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. This morning, we're going to the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 7, verse 1, 2, 3. And then we're going to verse 14. Uh, my people called by my name. That's our message today. The Lord's been with me all this week. We're going to do a lot of praying today. I mean a whole lot of praying today. We're going to do a lot of praying because that's where we are. Amen. I've been, you know, and I've been thinking about things going on, things that are happening. Uh, we, 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 we see people being put out of job positions because they won't do what our government says. Government's putting down a mandate that you must do this and you must do that, which is absolutely 100% against the Constitution of the United States. Amen. So what he's doing, what the government is doing, they're moving into the churches slowly but surely so they can mandate what goes on in the churches, which again is against the Constitution of the United States of America. They're trying their best to turn us into a socialism country. That's what they're trying to do. I heard somebody say last night, how many want to take a vacation to Venezuela, if I'm saying that right? Most people don't. But, but she said, you take a look at Venezuela because that's where America's headed right now. She's on a downhill slope going quickly. You know what? But I'm not on the trip with America. I'm on, with, I'm on the trip with Jesus Christ. Because the God that I serve is above every country in this whole United States or this whole world. He created this world. The whole world, the whole universe is in the palm of his hand. He's in control of it. And he's going to make sure that his people that are called by his name is going to be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? Give the Lord a clap offering. So I've been talking about today, and I've been praying to the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm going to pray for this, 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 this. I'm going to pray for, I want to pray for our doctors. I want to pray for our nurses. I want to pray for our teachers. I want to pray for our law enforcement. I want to pray for the military. I want to pray for uh, our country and different things. And God just moved in my spirit real strong. He said, son, before you do prayer for all that, he said, the first important, most important thing is that you pray first for the church because the church is broken and the church needs prayer. And I'm talking about the universal church of Jesus Christ. The church is broken, but you rest assured of what I keep telling you, God's people is gonna come together and it's gonna be amazing what happens when God's people come together. It ain't long, it ain't long. Gravity is gonna give way. And those that are dead in Christ are going to rise and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the air in the, with the presence of the Lord. Can I get an amen right there? My people called by my name. Verse, verse one of chapter seven. Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, listen to this. When Solomon had made an end of praying, and I'm praying that when we make an end of praying, but when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the house. I'm gonna say the glory of the Lord. Filled the house. This is the house of Shekinah. 
Amen? The Shekinah glory of God. Some people said, no, this is the house of God. Let me tell you something. I don't believe you can have the house of God without the glory of God. Right. <laughs> that went over like a rocket in the lake. But it's a known fact. If God's in the house, his glory is going to be in the house. Amen? Verse 2, and the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the, the Lord's house. How many believe this is the Lord's house? You are the temple, but this is represented as the house of the Lord. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Somebody say, God bless the reading of his word right there. Amen have chosen God if you read on you can read this for yourself go back and read it for yourself but God have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice the building of Solomon's work done in the power and the inspiration of the Lord the consecration of the building was God's work Solomon could build a building but only God could hallow it with his presence we can build all the buildings we want but only God can hallow it for his presence or with his presence and without the presence of God you ain't got nothing but a building can I get an amen verse 14 for if my people which are called by my name somebody say my people that are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land if my people if, somebody say if. If is a big word. If my people, if the people of God would just humble themselves and pray, there will be great manifestations of the presence of God. If my people who are called by name, my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, this wonderful promise, listen to me, this wonderful promise is in the context of God's promise to answer prayer from the temple which he chose to hallow with his presence. God promised something special to Israel when they humbled themselves and did pray and seek God's face. Now there's something naturally humble, something naturally humble in true prayer because it recognizes that the answer are not in self and they are only in God. God promises something special to humble people praying. Can I get an amen? If you can humble yourself, God has something special for you. The phrase, my people who are called by my name, had its first application to the people of Israel as they lived in the land of that God promised them. Nevertheless, listen to me, the same God who made this promise to Israel still reigns in the heavens and will still respond to his humble praying people that day. Can I get an amen? God still, God still responds to prayers. Do you believe that? If you don't believe it, we don't even need to pray. Amen? Although God's invitation is initially given to my people, he made clear that anyone who acknowledges God's name and authority may pray with the same confidence of a hearing. This passage is therefore consistent with others where the invitation is explicitly extended to all who will, who will call upon the name of the Lord. Amen. And turn from their wicked ways. Listen, this great promise of, of answered prayer in 2 7, 14 also includes the condition of repentance. Somebody say repentance. Oh, we've been in church long enough, we don't have to repent no more. It includes repentance. Also, 
includes the condition of faith as the people of God humble themselves, pray and seek the face of God, they must also turn from their wicked ways. It was enough to merely turn their heart to God. They must also turn their life to God. I mean, your life has got to be turned to God. Paul says, no longer I, but Christ that liveth in me. Huh? It ain't me no more. It's him. So this morning, we're going to start out praying for the church. Marcus, will you come up here with me right quick, please? I want you to hold this flag. And if you get up here, you can probably hold it out. Don't turn it over. It'll turn over. Just hold it out. The Christian flag represents the church, so to speak. I was listening to the news this morning, or sometime this week, and they were saying that somebody somewhere, some government group, some capital house, somebody wanted to fly the Christian flag. But they bought against it. Couldn't do it, can't do it. But it's okay to fly the LGBT. Q-R-S-I-D-E-R-A, wherever the initials are, it's all right to fly that flag, but they can't fly the Christian flag. Tell me there ain't something wrong with that picture. So how many believe the church needs prayer today? Amen. We're gonna pray for the church. The Bible is filled with reminders of how important it is to pray for one another. Jesus gave us the best example as he prayed for those who followed him. Paul, was left, Paul also left us prayers written for the churches he had visited over time. The truth that rings through all of this is keep on praying, Matthew 77. Pray at all times, Ephesians 6, 18. Pray continually, amen. Pray without ceasing, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. It's that important. So, we, so if we're called to pray for the church, what is the church exactly? The Bible reminds us that the church is more than just a building or a gathering place of people and it's much bigger than any single denomination, social status or country. The church quite simply is the body of believers all around the world who confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Thank God for the different denominations. Thank God for what they're doing to bring the kingdom of God together. But friend, let me tell you something. We're not in the church building business. We're in the kingdom building business and that's what God wants. He wants the church, so to speak, to reach out into the kingdom and bring them to the Lord Jesus Christ today, amen? The church, quite simply, is the, is the body of believers, as I said. It's referred to in the Bible as the Greek word, elect, how you say it, Mike? Ecclesia. Ecclesia, there you go, E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A. I have it and I have it, but when I get up here, I lose it. Ecclesia. It, 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 the Bible has the Greek word ecclesia, and it is defined as an assembly or the called out ones. In a world that is often very dark, and in times that we know the end is drawing near, may we be found faithfully praying for one another until Christ return. Many believers are persecuted, even killed daily all around the world. Many are being intimidated by others around them and are ridiculed and attacked because of of their beliefs. We can be sure of this. Satan is very aware of the power of prayers and he will do everything he can to render us ineffective and to silence our voice.
voices. May God help us to recognize those traps and do all we can to show his love and light in this world that so desperately needs Christ's hope and healing. Folks, we need to be praying for the church all around the world, even here at Pine Level, North Carolina. Is that all right? Brother Mike, I've asked Brother Mike. Now, I pulled some resources this morning. We're gonna be doing some prayers, or I'm gonna be doing some prayers that's not gonna be actually my prayers, but it's resources that God helped me to find and told me, showed me this is what we need to be praying for. This is what we need to be seeking for. This is what we need, amen? But God, this morning, I don't have one because God just put it in my heart to have Brother Mike Caps, Reverend Mike Caps, to come up and pray for the church and ask God to do, his, do whatever he needs to do in the church, whatever God desires. I've asked Brother Mike to come and pray, and that's exactly what I want him to do at this time. Brother Mike, if you will come up here and take the mic and pray and let God have his way today. If you don't need it, lay it down. But do loud enough where, the, where they can pick you up in the internet that they can hear you. We go out one Sunday and we have to do it the old-fashioned way because we're amplified. A generation ago, they did more with less. Or they did, yeah, they did more with less, and now we got more and we do less. We got everything, and we do so little with it. They had next to nothing and did everything with it. Look around, look around at what we got here. That was, that they had little. And God turned it into much. Now we've got everything. We do so many things in the flesh. Yeah. We need to, you hear that old time preaching. They would say about the flesh. We need to get out of the flesh. We are in the flesh. We're dead. Oh, we need to rise with life in us. There's deadness in the church. And the word, the word that the Lord gave me because... Jesus said in Matthew, he says, when thou prayest, enter into thy prayer closet, and the Father who sees you in secret shall reward you openly. That's right. So, the Lord knows the secret place of my heart. The Lord knows what I do in secret. So I expect Him to reward me openly when I pray this morning. I expect Him to help me in this prayer. Hosea 10 and 12 says, break up your foul ground, for it is time to seek the Lord. There's a lot of foul ground in the church today. That's what the pastor was doing when he opened up his service and he started digging deep with that bottom cloud. And that's what needs to be done in the church today. The bottom cloud needs to take hold. And may God give, it, give us an anointing this morning in this church that is some kind of breaking forth that is breaking through, that is breaking out. Break up the foul ground that is among you. Listen, Jesus. I can pray with my eyes open. Amen. I can pray with my eyes open. So Lord, may you break up the foul ground in my heart. Yes, Jesus. How the Lord's dealing with yes. me. Break up my foul ground. Take me to places that I've never been before. Shake me, Lord. Wake me up. Stir me, Lord. That's what I want God to do. Yes. So right now I'm preaching and praying for the church. Lord, yes. move in this place. Yes. Begin to save somebody. Begin yes. to take hold of our hearts and move upon us the way you want to move upon us. Yes, Jesus. And we forsake sin Bless and it, Lord. unrighteousness. Yes. And when we take hold of 
Spirit floating around. We're not used to this. 
I don't know about this. We're not used to this. Rebuke the devourer of the Lord for our sake. Rebuke the devourer. Back up the enemy, O Lord. Let thy people, let thy people, Lord, who know thy name, let them shine as the stars in heaven. Lord, give us souls for our labor. Bring the harvest in, O God. Bring the harvest in, O Lord. Even so, come quickly, Lord. We know that your coming is near, Lord. Blessed Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed Jesus. Okay, folks. Stay with you. Now, let me. I've been guilty of it. I know how to 
go through the motions. Break up your father's grandma for his time to seek the Lord. I've, I've been wanting to put little things like this on my shirt for scriptures for a long time. Where I know I'm crazy. No. Uh, no. Uh, my, wife, my wife even told me this morning, she said, you're crazy. So I took it off and I put it on my Bible. And then when I found out I was supposed to pray, I stuck it back on my shirt. That's right. You know, I took it down. You know, but but I had that before I came today, before I knew what I was going to do today. The Lord already spoke to me, both break up your foul ground for it's time to seek the Lord. And did I walk around with my Bible? I, when I come to Tuesday morning prayer meeting, I, I bring my Bible. I pray, I pray with an open Bible. When I pray, when I pray, I wait for God to speak to me. You know, God's liable to bring a verse to my mind. And then I've been looking for it and I bring the context of it. Lord, what are you saying to me? Instead of just bringing my list before the Lord. And I take time to thank Him and praise Him. Right, I don't really want to come before the Lord in prayer until I enter His gates with thanksgiving and come into His courts to praise. That's right. You know, shouldn't come, shouldn't come until you thank Him for what He's already done and praise Him for who He is. Amen. Yes. But we bring our list before the Lord. We, we want God to bless what we're doing. Even if God's not in it, we still want Him to bless it. That's right. Some of you are sick. Some of you that are sick. Some of you that are going through a storm. <coughs> God's using that to build your faith. That's right. You ask for healing. You're right. Thank you. Won't be escaping. Won't be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Get out of the fire. No, they didn't get out of the fire. They went through the fire. You're going to have to go through the storm so you can go to the next level of faith. So that you can mature as a Christian. So that you can really learn how to pray. One time my youngest daughter came to me and says, Daddy, pray for this and pray for that. And I didn't really have much time for it. And I, and I just prayed a, one of those, God bless me and you and all this. And, and she said, Daddy, that's a lousy prayer. So I've been rebuked by my own child before. Of what a lousy, I don't know what a lousy prayer is. My own daughter said, Daddy, that was a lousy prayer. So, we pray a lot of lousy prayers. We just go through the motions. You know, this is what happens when you, when you, when you, when you pray and, and you get through. This is... You, but, but, I, but I'm a retired minister. You expect it of me. <laughs> You know, I, I love to see us pop up like popcorn and God use us in that manner. You know, I did this I, I did this before I became a preacher, I want you to know. When I sat in the pew, where do you think preachers come from? They come from the pews. And we're not we're not discipling believers nowadays. We're not maturing Christians anymore. 
They're babes in Christ. Been, been in the faith a long time and still having to be taught, having to be pampered and babied. It's time to grow up because Jesus is coming. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm going to do something now that I haven't done. I'm going to tell you about a little nine-year-old boy in, in church. And I'm going to sing that lady's song for you before I'm done today. I'm going to tell you about a nine-year-old boy who used to play tic-tac-toe in church. And there used to be a woman that used to get out in the aisle on the cane and walk up in the aisle, up and down the aisle in the midst of church. That's what I came up with. That's what I saw in the church. I saw saints of God that used to go down to the altar and pray and pray and pray until I got sick of them praying. I was a young boy and I wish they'd shut up so I could go home. <laughs> and they kept on praying and praying and praying and praying. And there was this lady that used to walk the aisle. And we had three little boys, me and Steve Bird and Tony Ivy. I was about nine years old, so that's 60 years ago. And this woman walked the aisle. And I'm going to sing her song. I've only done that one time. I told Mary Johnson that the other day. Mary Johnson, you're going to have to get this. You're going to have to watch live stream to get this. But I remember what she used to sing. I remember it just as good. She would sing, Ika Manika, Ika Manila, Ika Manika, Ika Manila. That's the very words that that woman sang 60 years ago. And then she pointed her finger at us three boys and she said, Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. I want y'all to know that Jesus is coming soon. This world, this world is going crazy. This culture is going crazy. But Jesus is coming soon. Right. And the enemy is trying to speed things up Amen. in the hour in which we live. He knows he doesn't have Bless a Jesus. time. And he's trying to speed <clears throat> things up. And the church is holding him back. Part of the church is holding him back. And there's something happening in the church even now. That the church, the bride is getting herself ready. Yes, she is. The bride is getting herself ready. And when he comes, he's going to come for his bride. Without sparring or any such thing, blameless before the Lord. She's prepared herself and made herself ready. And the Lord is going to come one day and loud everything mocked as the lightning shining from the east unto the west, as a thief in the night, the Lord is coming. And a big part of people that are in the church will be left behind because they're not ready. They're not ready. They are drinking with the drunken, as the parable says. They're intoxicated by the world. Go on, brother. I'm Bless it, Jesus. I'm to get up again. Somebody shout praise the Lord.
Ain't God good? He, come on. said, you know, Jesus coming back have a church without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. And he is. He's going to take, the, he's going to take, take his chosen ones away. But you know what? On Sunday morning, the next Sunday morning, somebody's going to have church. And I pray and hope that I ain't going to be the one up here behind the pulpit that's trying to have church when the bride of Christ is already gone. Can I get an amen on that? Uh-huh. See, church, you got to get, I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, as the messenger of God, <clears throat> Telling you in the world, get it ready. Get it ready. But not only get it ready, you might better be ready every breath you take because the next breath you take could be your last breath. Amen? Somebody shout praise the Lord. Now I'm praying through this that you're going to let God have his way with you and you're going to do what the Lord leads you to do. So when I, when from Brother uh, Marcus came up and held that flag, I saw his hand shaking. How many know it's hard to hold your arm out for a long period of time? But you see what happened? Her came along, not H-E-R, H-U-R, came along and took the hand of Moses and helped hold his hand steady. That's what the church is all about, folks, as we jumping in and encouraging and lifting up one another. And when there's help needed to be done in the church, we'll jump in and help without complaining, backbiting a belly. I'm gonna get an amen. So when I saw Randy do that, I said, God, that's what I'm praying for in the church, that they're gonna see a need and they ain't gonna have to be told to pick it up, ain't gonna be told to have to do it. They're gonna just do it because the love of God's in their heart and they wanna do it for service unto the Lord. Can I get an amen? At this time, we're gonna pray for our nation. The Bible says in Psalms 33 and 12, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he have chosen for his own inheritance. Now, notice what it said. Blessed. Somebody say, Blessed 
is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he have chosen for his own inheritance. Amen. I want us to stand to our feet at this time. I want us to sing a song. Judy, I don't know I do every verse of it or not, but anyway, we're gonna do, we're gonna do at least the first verse and the fourth verse, but I might just, we might as well just go ahead and do it all. Can I get an amen? How many believe America's beautiful? Why is America beautiful? Because God has shown his grace upon us today because we started out with the biblical principles of God and people prayed that God's will would be done and built in the United States of America. But now the people, we the people, are trying to destroy what people gave their lives and hearts and souls for with sweat, blood, and tears. But now they're trying to do away with the full blessings of, of God in the United States of America. But can I tell you something? It ain't gonna happen. God ain't gonna let it happen. There's a remnant of people somewhere that's gonna, up, that's gonna lift him up and he's gonna bless them and, and help them uh, and he will not forsake his own. Can I get, get an amen? <clears throat> so you folks help me try to sing this song this morning. Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, beautiful for spacious sky, for amber waves of grace. Oh, <laughs> 
for America this morning. Ain't God good? Hallelujah, hallelujah. I pulled an ex, uh, I pulled an, uh, 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 an ex, ex, excerpt, uh, excerpt of, of Ann Graham uh, Lotez, if I'm saying online like Lotez, Prayer for America, October a year ago. She's still on the grounds of, uh, uh, in Washington, D.C., and this is how she prayed, and I want you to just listen, uh, and I want you to pray with me, whatever God puts in your heart. She said, Father, we bow before you in my spirit. I can feel overwhelmed. There's no darkness, there's no darkness has descended on our beloved nation as though we are living in a moral, a moral and spiritual twilight zone. The fog has come in, come in, and I am praying, dear Holy Spirit, that you would breathe your breath through the fog and that you would clear it away as we pray. I pray for those who are wrestling with this dreadful disease who have dealt with death. For those who are wrestling with disasters whose homes have been destroyed, whose businesses have been destroyed, whose crops have been destroyed. Lord, on top of all that, there are so many things coming at us from every direction and from every angle and every level. Just chaos and confusion. It is overwhelming. I believe, Lord, that you allowed this pandemic to put us, the whole world, on a sabbatical rest, a Sabbath rest. You are trying to get our attention. Amen. It is time to look up. It is time to turn to you and who you are. We bow before you and acknowledge that you are the living God. You are the creator of the heavens and the earth. You spoke a word and all the world came into existence. You hung the stars in space and you called them all by name. You stride the winds of the earth and the clouds are the dust of your feet. You are almighty. You are awesome. You are righteous. You are holy. You are glorious. And oh God, wonder of wonders, you love us so much that you got up from heaven's throne. You left your throne and you came down and you dwelt among us so that we might see you and know that you know you and hear you. We praise you for the Son of God, not not God Junior, but Jesus, who is God in the flesh, who loved you, loved who loved for you, and love for each of us. Sent Him all the way to die in obedience on the cross and shed His precious blood as the Lamb of God, sacrificed to make atonement for my sins and the sin of the world. That when we would place our faith in Him, we would not perish, we would not be separated from you, we would not go to hell, but we would have an everlasting life, a right relationship with you now, to now and go to heaven when we die.
now. Thank you uh, that after his death on the cross, uh, he rose up from the dead. He ascended into heaven. Uh, he has opened heaven for us. Uh, so we look to you, Lord. Uh, we turn to you now uh, and we are reminded that you are God uh, of your word. Uh, your word is forever settled in heaven. Uh, you have said so and Jesus said, uh, not one jot or tittle will pass away until it all is fulfilled. Uh, Lord God, you are true. Uh, you are trustworthy. Your word, uh, your word, uh, your word stands uh, and we believe as Second Chronicles 7, 13 and 14 says, uh, when you send a, a pestilence among us, uh, if your people call by your name will humble themselves and pray or humble ourselves and pray, uh, we would hear and we would seek your face uh, and we would pray and we would seek your face uh, and we would turn uh, from our, all the wrong uh, things we have all are, are doing. Uh, oh God, uh, we would repent and stop it, uh, stop our sin uh, that you would hear uh, and that you would forgive uh, and that you would heal. Uh, so Lord God, I want to confess uh, our national sins uh, and I pray now uh, as we confess our national addiction to sex, uh, to money, to pleasure, to entertainment, to pornography, to technology, to drugs, to alcohol, to food, to television, uh, to popularity, to ourselves. Oh God, uh, we repent and we confess our foolishness uh, in denying you as the one true and living God, uh, our creator to whom uh, we are accountable, living as, as though uh, our lives are a cosmic accident uh, with no eternal significance, uh, purpose, or meaning. Uh, we repent. Uh, our greed that has run up through trillions of dollars uh, of our national debt, we repent. Uh, of arrogance and pride uh, that has led us to think uh, that, that we are significant in ourselves uh, or that we are better than someone else uh, or, or we are inferior to somebody else based on our skin color. We repent, uh, believing that our nation's prosperity comes from our own greatness uh, while refusing to acknowledge uh, that all blessings come from you, uh, your hand. Uh, we repent uh, that we depend on military might uh, and our weapon systems uh, to protect us from harm and danger while we defy uh, and ignore you, God. Uh, we repent uh, that we have that we have scrumbled uh, or succumbed uh, the pleasure of parallelism in our desire to be inclusive, honoring other gods uh, as though you are just one uh, of many. God, we repent uh, that we have allowed material blessings uh, that you have given us to deceive us into thinking uh, we do not need you. Uh, we confess that we have valued uh, our foolish pursuit of happiness through wealth uh, and prosperity rather than measuring uh, our relationship with you. Uh, Lord, we repent. Uh, oh God, we will keep on confessing and confessing uh, and we are so sorry and we turn away from our sin. Uh, we ask please, Holy Spirit, uh, that you will convict us of our sin, uh, personal sins, natural sins. Uh, convict, uh, convict us uh, and bring us uh, to the foot of the cross, confessing uh, our need of a Savior who shed his blood uh, and, and to forgive us. Uh, we thank you, Lord, uh, that, you, that, that you are righteous and that your cross uh, states for all time uh, that there will be judgment for sin uh, and do not tolerate you do not tolerate sin. At the same time, you are so gracious and merciful that you stepped in and took the judgment for us and should that should have been ours. So God, we bow before you as a righteous God who is gracious and kind and merciful and we claim your word that says if we confess our sin, if we turn to you, humble ourselves, pray, turn away from our sin, then you would hear our prayer and forgive our sin and heal our land. You you are our God, the God of our fathers, and we bow before you now claiming your word in Jesus' name and for the glory of God we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Somebody shall praise the Lord. I said, God, I wish I could pray like that. 
He said, you ain't supposed to pray like that. But he gave me the resources to let us know where we are. Cause she confessed it all. But not only did she confess it for her, she confessed it for the church, she confessed it for the world, she confessed it for America, that, that we have turned away from God. And God wants us to turn back to him. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. You guys might be seated. I want, how, many doc, how many doctors and nurses in the house? You can sit down if you want to. How many doctors and nurses in the house? Nurses come forth. Any doctors? Chief calls me doctor, but it's the wrong kind of doctor. I don't have that. Just hang in here with us. We're going to be all right. All you folks that's going on the trip, you need to stay. Well, preacher, you need to hurry up. No, we need to let God. Is that all right? Nurse, nurse come up. Come in, Janet, come up. I want you to stand on behalf of the nurses and doctors today. How many knows that nurses and doctors are being thrown out of hospitals today because they won't bow down to the, to the commandments, the commandments of, the, of the governor, of the government? Government is what I should say. Some mandate. You're going to take a shot or you're going to lose your life. Huh? The military. We'll get to them in just a little bit. The military personnel. If they're not willing to take the shot, they're losing their job. They're going home. Let me tell you something, folks. If everybody walks out and everybody does what they say they're going to do, that they're going to take the shot because of, of, of religious reasons, because of personal reasons, because of any kind of reason, they're not going to do it. I'm going to tell you something. We're going to be in trouble. When you go to the hospital, there ain't going to be nobody there to help you. It's going to be like going to a restaurant. We don't open our doors because we can't get nobody to work. Hospitals are going to be closed because they can't get nobody to work. They want to work, but they can't work because the government is too stupid to let them work. But last year, last year, when they said there's a, there's a big pandemic, there's a big coronavirus that's going to kill, they said millions of people, but it's killed 700,000 people, I think it is, from then to now, when they want no shot, when they want no vaccination, when they want nothing. They were heroes, and everybody looked up to them, even they had parades in the streets, praising and glorifying them because they were willing to risk their life that somebody else might live. But today, they ain't worth the salt that goes on their bread in the eyes of the government because they're not willing to take a shot. Well, I'm going to tell you something this morning. I need to be careful. I'm going to tell you something. God has let me know. He said, son, I'm getting ready to humble some people down. Not only in the church, but also in your government, there's going to be some people humbled down. And those who's not willing to be humbled, guess what's going to happen? He's going to move them. He's going to shift them out of the way that he can do what he needs to do. Sister Janet is standing in on behalf of the doctors and nurses today. Okay, it's fine. If you're here, just let the Lord use you. That's what we're doing. She's standing in for her daughter. If you're a nurse, you, we got dental hygienists in here. We got dental hygienists in here? How much, nurses, how, how much danger is there in a dentist, dental assistant that's got my mouth wide open and she's digging all in there, or he's digging all in there, trying to take care of things. They got a mask on, but I can't wear a mask because if I wear a mask, they can't do what they need to do to the teeth. How, how much, how, how, you know, how many of them is gonna say, I'm not, I don't wanna take the shot because of religious reasons or personal reasons, whatever the case is. I don't wanna take it. They're not being mean, they're just being what they, what they wanna be. It's a choice. So let us pray this morning.
You see, the world is in crisis today. Nurses and doctors, and I'm gonna pray in just a second, nurses and doctors are being strongly challenged. Help them to be the best doctors and nurses they can be despite the situation. We're praying now. As I just said, this was a prayer. The world is in crisis today, Lord. Nurses and doctors are being strongly challenged. Help them to be the best doctors and nurses uh, that they can be. Nurses, assistants, dental, whoever they may be. Uh, God, I pray, Lord, you will help them uh, that they can be that they, they can that they can uh, that they can be the best doctors and best personnel nurses uh, that they can be despite the situation. Lord, bless them uh, with courage so that they can face uh, the challenges head on. Uh, bless them with a the kind bedside manner uh, so that they can care for their patients uh, with respect and understanding. Guide them uh, in providing expert care while ensuring uh, the comfort of their patients. Uh, Lord, let the doctors and the nurses be the source of strength uh, for their patients and families. Uh, let them be each other's light uh, in the difficult time. Fill them uh, with energy so that they can power so they can power through their shifts. Uh, shower them with love uh, which they can give to every person under their care. Uh, in the precious name of Jesus, Lord, uh, I lift up every doctor, every nurse, every assistant, uh, everyone involved into the Father in the help program. I lift them up, Lord, social workers, whoever they may be. I lift them up today, God, uh, that you will just bless them uh, mightily and Father, strengthen them, uh, protect them, uh, put the hedge of protection around them, God, uh, and, and let them be uh, who they're supposed to be and what they can do uh, because they uh, are called uh, to do what they do. Uh, they give life, Lord, uh, their own lives sometimes uh, that they can save the life of others. Father, bless them, I pray abundantly in Jesus' precious name and everybody said amen 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 ain't God good y'all might be seated we're gonna pray for our law officers uh-huh that's paramedics uh-huh and they stick their lives out every day every day every day every day and somebody's got enough nerve to to put them down and throw them out but the very ones that's putting them down and throwing them out guess what there will come a day that they're going to say, you know, I wish I hadn't did what I did because now I need them and I can't get them. I need them and I can't get them. But we want to pray for our law enforcement. Chief Ashley Woodard is going to come. I uh, come this morning. He's going to stand on behalf of, of our law enforcement. Anybody else here that's in law enforcement, I want you to come. You know somebody, you got family members that are law enforcement or whatever the case is, you just let the Lord lead you. But before we pray, let me just make mention this morning that our chief, Chief Ashley Woodard, is the recipient of the 2021 Johnston County Distinguished Police Officer Award. Yeah. I believe he deserves a raise. He said, talk to the board. <laughs> I believe he needs respect. There was a time when policemen were respected. You ask a little boy what they wanted to be and they grew up, they want to be a policeman, they want to be a fireman. And in this prayer this morning, you were just, I'm praying for law enforcement, but everybody, our first responders and everything this morning is what we're praying for. So Brother Ashley has come forward to pray over, we want to pray over him. If you would, I'd like for you to stand, just stretch your hand this way. If you feel like you want to come and just lay hands on him, that's fine. If he don't mind, uh, I know we, we have to be careful with this pandemic. If he does mind, just, just, just gather around him. Don't touch him, just, you know, but I just want the Lord, I just want you to have your way. He needs our protection. He needs our prayers, not only him, but every law officer, every law enforcement, every first responder, 
everybody needs prayer. They showed me on the news the other night that a, that, a, that, a, that a policeman was stopping a vehicle. It stopped, then it took off, and he, he was on a chase. He went through a stoplight, and when he went through the stoplight, two cars hit him on, on, on both ends of the car and flipped him around. I think he hit the truck, and then the policeman they started hollering, put your hands up, let me see your hands, let me see your hands. And all of a sudden, this policeman was shot in the chest, he was shot in the leg, and he was shot in the hand. And they showed a video, he was wearing the video, they showed the video, after all was said and done, he was laying on the ground and his partner was come to him trying, to, trying, her best, trying her best to help him. And you know what he was saying? Please help me, please don't let me die. Please help me, that's what he was saying on this video. And then the news anchor let me know, he said, to the glory of God, he said the policeman was able to go home, even though he was shot in the leg, he was shot in the chest, he was shot in the hand, I think one of the fingers. You see, that's what they're going through. And I believe that was in the state of Wisconsin. And you got people all around America that's wanting to defund the police, redo, do, do away with the police. You got Congress people sitting up in office trying their best to do away with the police. But before they do away with the police, you know what they need to do? They need to get rid of that support they got all around them, their guards. They need to let them go and then, then, then live by example. If you want me to put the police down, then put your guards down, put their guns down and throw that stuff away and you walk out like we walk out and everything's gonna be all right. But don't stand up there and talk that junk to me when you got all the protection you want and, but you don't want us to have the protection. So we need to pray for our police officers this morning, our law enforcement, our first responders, amen? So this morning, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today thankful for all the men and the women on our law enforcement, our first responders, our firemen. Father, everyone that's involved in this type of work who serve and protect us around the clock. We risk better each night and we go about our daily lives and safety knowing that our law enforcement, first responders and different one is always on a phone call away, only a phone call away to help us in our time of need. We pray your special strength and protection upon all of our officers as they go about their work of keeping peace, preventing crime, catching lawbreakers, and intervening in personal disputes, caring for victims, assisting the mentally ill, finding the laws, regulating traffic, keeping demonstrations peaceful as much as they can, fighting a battle, against drugs, intervening in domestic abuse, protecting against the terrorism, investing crime, investigating crimes, jailing criminals, and working with the court system. As we thank you this morning for all, uh, 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 you for all of these needs that our law enforcement, our first responders, and anyone that's involved in this type of work, what, what does for us that they do for us, we are overwhelmed with a sense of gratitude. We also have a renewed sense of the complexity and the magnitude of their job. We thank you this morning, Lord, for each individual who has answered the call to this crucial service, to our communities and for the spirit of service they exhibit. We pray that you will receive the support, that they will receive the support they deserve from the community, the funding and the equipment they need to do their job and the training that will keep them ready to face our challenging needs or our changing needs. We pray your divine protection upon each of our men and women of law enforcement, first responders, and everyone else. We pray Isaiah 54, 17 for them that no weapon formed against them will prosper. We pray Psalms 37, 7 that your protecting angels will surround them. We pray this morning, De Deuteronomy 31 and 6, uh, that they will be strong, courageous, and fearless. Uh, we pray Ephesians 6 and 10 
through eight, uh, six and ten through eighteen, that they will be protect, they will be protected by the armor of God. We also pray this morning, James one and five, uh, that you will generously give them wisdom and discernment in every situation. We end by thanking you for the example of Christ like service uh, they give us for laying their lives on the line for us. For it says in the Bible, greater love hath no man than he laid down his life for his friends, uh, John 15 and three. We pray your blessings and your protection on the families of all our officers, all our first responders. Uh, we pray, we pray, we thank you for, for the, the sacrifices made by their families uh, that we all uh, might live our lives in a peace and, and with peace and security. Thank you for all that our police officers do to provide liberty and justice for all. We pray all this this morning in the strong and in the precious and the mighty name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen and amen and amen. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Glory to God. Let me ask right quick, are there any teachers in the house? Any teachers in the house? Any educators in the house? I don't care what you are. Any educators in the house? I want you to come forward. If you folks want to gather around the teachers, it's fine. It's good. Amen. The Bible says, the Bible says pray one for another. I'm going to finish up here in just a little bit. I've got one more I believe. I'm going to pray for the military in just a second, and then we'll be through. Just hang on here and be with us this morning. God has put this in my heart and my spirit, and I believe God wants us to do it because this is the starting. This is the starting point. God's letting me know this is the starting point. When these people humble themselves and pray, this is the starting point to, to, be, to, to answer and meet the needs and heal the land of his people. Can I get an amen? But I want us to pray for the teachers, the educators, the parents, and the students this morning. Amen. Because students, it's hard, it's hard going back to school. I can't imagine going to school the way they go to school. When I went to school, two plus two was four. Four plus four was eight. I don't know what it is now. I was watching TV the other night, and they were talking about what state or whoever it is, the grades are going to be from, 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 from B to I. Incomplete. I don't know why all these grades are. You know why? Because they ain't going to leave no student behind. They're going to make sure every one of them's got it. And then when they get to, the, when they get to finish school, they ain't even going to be able to write their name because they're going to be pushed through the system. I don't know about you. I don't want my child pushed through a system. But somebody said that's why we have more home school teaching now than most ever before. But they said get ready because the government's going to attack the home school and they're going to tell you at home how you're going to have to teach your children about this and about that and that and the other. I'm telling you folks, socialism is headed this way stronger, but I believe in the spirit and the power of God to overcome anything the devil's trying to tear us down with. Can I get an amen? Prayer for the educators, dear Heavenly Father. We thank you for the loving care of all creation and your protection and guidance over all. We come to you today with all the faith and trust we can muster in this time of, of the pandemic. Please come to our aid. We bring the administrators, the principals, the professors, the teachers, the school secretaries, the support staff, and the maintenance staff in our schools, of our schools and universities before you in their vocation as educators. They continue the teaching ministry of Christ. We pray for your blessings over their lives, their work, their livelihood, and their families. Guide them with your own wisdom with your wisdom. May they be empowered by the Spirit to see the needs of their students and to inspire those under their care. We bring our parents, our guardians, the caregivers of our students before you. They are faced with unprecedented challenges. They have to make decisions that require 
theological wisdom, understanding, and insight. When they feel overwhelmed, be present in their lives, they, they never, they never feel alone or abandoned. Strengthen them with, from within so that they might be a source of strength, confidence, and hope for their children. Most of all, this morning, Lord, we bring before you our students who will either be educated online, at home, or in person, or in the schools as they pursue their education in the midst of the pandemic, enlighten their minds. May they grow in being May they grow in the pandemic, enlighten them. May they grow and provide them knowledge, amen, to provide them knowledge, understanding, counsel, and fortitude. Keep them safe, I pray, from all illnesses and protect them from all harm. We ask this morning all these things for these teachers, for these families, for these students, for the entire body of the educators in the schools. We ask all this this morning in the precious name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Somebody shout praise the Lord right there. Ain't God good? Thank God for our teachers. Amen. Now we want to pray for the veterans. We want to pray for our military. Is any veterans in the house? If you would, please come forward. Anybody that's in the military right now, please come forward. Let me make a note right here this morning. I hadn't heard from my grandson or we hadn't heard from my grandson in three weeks. Just before church started, my wife come running in my office, uh, tears running down her eyes. Uh, she said, this is Hunter. He's called us today. Uh, he has his phone back today for a little while and he's made a phone call letting us know that everything with him is okay. He said, Papa, it's tough, but I'm making it. Everything's gonna be all right. Any veterans in the house or have they all gone? Hallelujah. Let's pray for our veterans. Amen. You see, our military doesn't need good men and women who can serve. Our military needs good men and women who will pray for them. If we don't have a love for active, for, for, we don't have a loved one in active, in active or in armed, for, in armed forces, uh, it's easy to forget the daily sacrifice and devoted service uh, of our nation's troops. Their round-the-clock protection of our country at home and abroad puts them in harm's way in both peacetime and in conflict. Most serve multiple de deployments away from family, missing precious milestones and, and whole sessions of marriages and parenting. Some of them have children, they don't even see them for the first two or three years away from home. Their families back home learn to pick up the slack and stay strong while remaining constantly flexible. These are our sons and our daughters, our mothers and our fathers, sisters, brothers, co-workers, friends, and neighbors. We owe our freedom and security not only to those who have served, but also to those who continue to, to protect us today. While our own forces have made a commitment to duty, honor, and country, our country ought to make a, 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 a commitment to support and pray for them. It's my desire that here in this local church today, I would like to see someone seriously take a great interest in our military and their families and maybe start some type of outreach support to touch the families and the military personnel to let them know there's a caring church praying for them. We have military personnel all around us. Let's pray for our military this morning, our, our, our veterans, our military, anyone that's in the armed forces. Heavenly Father, thank you for the men and women who have stepped up to serve and protect our country. May they know the blessings of serving well. 
Thank you for your promise to never leave or forsake your people. We pray for the protection of the armed forces serving our country at home and abroad, whether in drills or in deployment. Keep, keep from harm all those in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the, the Marines, the Coast Guard, the National Guard, the Reserves, and any other, in all other branches of, of the military. Father, I pray you help them to be strong and courageous and do not let them be discouraged. Help them to feel your presence. Help them to stay morally strong and free from un up, up, um, untoward influence. Uh, keep them healthy and free from sickness as well as injury. Guide them, be their eyes, their ears as they move about and carry out their orders and missions. Uh, in the lovely and precious name of Jesus, our Lord, uh, we pray this, asking God for you to have your way with every prayer we prayed this morning and lifted up, God. I pray blessings upon each and every one in the precious name of Jesus. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Now listen to me just for a second. Listen to me. If you're here today or if you're listening to us by the way of the internet and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I urge you today to just invite Jesus into your, heart, into your life. You see, we want to pray with you and we want to pray for you, the Pine Level Church reaching out to you. If you would just pray this simple prayer today and ask the Lord Jesus to save your soul, you just pray. Heavenly Father, I come to you today asking you to save my soul. I'm lost, undone, without God, without Jesus. I am a sinner, lost and on my way to hell. But right now, I believe that you gave your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, and he died on the cross of Calvary, shed his precious blood, and he died for me that I might live. I believe that in three days he rose from the dead and is, is right now sitting at the right hand, uh, 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 sitting at your right hand, making intercession for me right now. You said if I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that Jesus Christ died and rose from the dead, that I will be saved. So right now, right now, Lord, I confess, I believe, and I want to thank you for saving me right now. I am now an adopted son or daughter of God and I am saved this very moment. To God be the glory for saving me this day. In Jesus' name, I humbly pray and thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Thanks for tuning in to our live stream here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church. If you want more information about our church, go to our website, pinelevelphc.org. That's pinelevelphc.org. You can check out pictures, events coming up. Also, watch other services that you may have missed. Also, you can download our free app through the Google Play or the iOS App Store. You can watch our services live or on demand. And you can get push notifications about upcoming events here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church, as well as check out other information that's going on. Here. Also, Facebook users, search Facebook for uh, Pine Level PHC and you can like our page on Facebook, get notifications when we go live, check out pictures and other things that we post through Facebook. If you're a YouTube fan, go to YouTube, search Pine Level PH Church and subscribe to our channel and get notifications when we go live. You can watch our services live or on demand through YouTube. We also have a podcast available for the people who can't watch. You can listen while you drive or work. Go to your favorite podcast provider or you can go to our website website or the app for the quick link to the podcast. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. Tune in again Sunday morning at 1030 or Sunday night at 6 p.m. and Wednesday at 7. God bless.